Is this like whoever was like sewing the shoes stabbed their finger on accident? Probably. Did they slit someone's throat and fill a goblet and then like do some weird ritual? uh, Yeah. Ritual and put it in a dropper. From the mountains to the east to the caves to the west, you're listening to the real WTH show. Fresh cut grass, dirt, and love. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. You cannot beat the quality, consistency, and the price. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Real WTH Show. I am your host, Tommy, and I'm joined with Wilson on this very, very, very foolish April 1st, 2021. Oh, I forgot about that. Did you? Yeah. Are you, are you fooling with me? <laughs> uh, You'll never know. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of over the whole April Fool's thing, especially yeah. when it comes to like social media and news, because I'm like, dude, I don't know if it's truthful or not because dude like this past year there's things that i've been seeing that i'm like that's got to be an april fool's joke right yeah no it's not an april fool's joke or like they're saying disneyland's gonna open on april 1st i'm all is it though liars i don't believe you one bit so but how are you doing man i'm good yeah sunburned oh yeah you getting some weather out there a little little toasty it's 82 degrees right now outside. Ooh, it's actually, believe it or not, snowing here right now. What? Yeah. It's Is not it really? sti- it's not sticking, but I woke yesterday it was like 70 something, I think. And a little humid. It's starting to get there. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not gonna lie, a little worried about the humidity. Uh and this morning I woke up, opened the door to go to my work mall. Oh, time for the big jacket. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a crisp 32. And then it wasn't snowing in those then, days when you don't have to run your uh, freezer in your truck. Oh yeah. Believe it or not. There, <laughs> there are days where I, it, I just turn it off because it's, um, or I'll, I'll turn it on to make sure it's still below the setting where it's supposed to be. Um, but if it's like 19 or below, I'll, I'll keep it off for a little bit just to save some diesel or, you know, keep the, keep it on so that when you go in there, it's a little bit warmer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like today, uh, it was uh, at the end of the day, I get in the truck and I had it on because I still have product in there, but I needed to sweep out um, the back. I, I, I'm pretty, I take care of the truck. I sweep it out after um, every, every delivery, um, but we got to pick up pallets too. So basically when I deliver a pallet, I pick up a pallet. That way we're constantly having pallets. And some of these pallets that I had were like, not janky, but like kind of in a way like old and some pieces might like chipped off them so like little wood chips but i wanted to sweep it all out and i got in the back of the truck but on the outside it was just like a lot of wind like we we're we getting some it was wind and that that's where it was cold you get in the truck and the truck is like you know breaking up that wind and i'm like oh it's warmer inside this freezer than it is outside yeah so it's nice though it's not sticking it's just kind of like little flurries 
it's cool though, man. Uh, I, I dig it. You know, I'm, I am ready for like better weather though. Um, for show. Sure. Yeah. But you have any, uh, um, people try breaking in your house lately? Not yet. No. Good. Good. Yeah. It's, it's go time. It was. Yeah. And, and, and I hope since the last episode, a lesson has been learned. And um, I think we're still calling her Esther Bunny for the time being, at least until Sunday. Yeah. And then I think she's going to go to Patriotic Patricia. <laughs> um, but she, uh, hopefully she's uh, taking up some, you know, skills with the old weaponry and, you know, practicing. She, she'll just grab my bow. She'll use that, <clears throat> you know, cat in it or something. I don't have a that's what she said um, sound clip here. But yeah, dude, uh, got a pretty good show today. Hopefully everything sounds good on the end. If not, I do apologize. I'm finally got the second computer hooked up. So we'll see how it goes. Um, did, did I send you the picture of my bluegill? You did. You did. And it was a monster. Monster. It looked like gigantic. It, it looked like it should have been in like the Sharkalantula uh, snake. Did you see that video I sent you? I think so. Yeah. It like the really crazy crappy looking B movie. Um, yeah. It looked like it should have been something out of that movie. It was big. It was like two pounds. I've never, I, that's for sure my biggest bluegill. Well, actually, I think it was a green sunfish. So, but biggest one ever, you know, normally yeah. the kids go and catch those and they're like, you know, size of your palm, maybe. Well, this I told one, you. Yeah. Yeah. One was the biggest fish of the day and I was catching bass. Was it a fighter? So, yeah, I was right when it hit. I would, I looked at the guy I was with. I was like, dude, this one's bigger because we were catching small bass, like little half pounders all day. And I was like, this one's bigger. And I started bringing it in. And I saw the length on it, and uh, when it came up to the top of the water, and I was like, oh, never mind, it's not that big. And then it rolled over, and I was like, what? And I pulled it out of the water, and I was like, dude, it, it's a, it's a sunfish, like. It it was massive, man. The mouth on it was that big. It's like those uh, goldfish that like, uh, you know, those ones that like uh, you put them in, you take them home, but you put it in like a yeah, lake or whatever. Yeah. They come back and they're like big old like koi. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this one ate a swim jig and the swim jig with the trailer and everything was that big. According, according to what Wilson's showing right now is he's, he's probably like his, three his, and a half inches. Yeah, so. about, about that. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I, was, I told you, I said, that's funny because the last bluegill I caught, that's when I launched over. Here. I launched over the bike trail behind me. My father-in-law's like, what are you First doing? fish on Mars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? Well, I had to set the hook. He's like, dude, I think he almost ripped its lips off. Jeez. <laughs> so, but yeah, we got a pretty good show today. Um, and, uh, but you know, we're going to start this off with a a more family-friendly segment this time, Wilson. No more cussing, okay? There's an alarm going off. Again. Yeah, I, I, I now I hear it. Yeah, it sounds like you're at a hospital. Oh, that's my kids. So uh, it's time for a world-famous segment. It's oh, you know what? Speaking of uh, toenails, beers and cheers. I was like, we weren't talking about that. <laughs> so what you got today, Mang? Uh, so this one, honestly, like I went to Thin Line yesterday. And he ha I think he actually does have a beer on top that I haven't reviewed yet. 
But when I left, I just grabbed my favorite beer because it was back on there, the beer in the woods. So I didn't get anything to try. And then I went and looked in my fridge and realized that I had a beer in there that I have not reviewed yet. Went on the old untapped and made sure. That's how I knew that you hadn't added our last beer yet. Um, but this I had one, to create. I, I apologize to the masses. Uh huh. Everybody waits for that too. Yeah. We may have like a hundred downloads on an episode, but we have like two thousand views on our Untapped. Yeah. Thank you, Untapped <laughs> royalty. We need to start posting episode there. I wish we could. <laughs> um. But this one is called Guava Lava and is a Imperial Sour from Mraz. This one is eight and a half percent alcohol. Um, let's see. You said sour? Yeah, this is a sour. No description. So while I'm pouring this and trying it, you might go on Mraz's website. I don't know if it's on there anymore, but sometimes they have descriptions. Or on Untapped might be on there. And I am pouring this one into my uh last call canine riley memorial glass that i got from thin line yesterday you that's can't good, go in and buy those though that's a that's that was a pre-order thing it's a good looking glass um so untapped is showing um 8.5 abv and as far as the ibu is not applicable um it says uh details yeah, probably not because it's a sour if it is it's really low it says sour guava tropical pineapple crisp yeah it's it's weird because what does a guava look like do you know um you know i do uh i gotta remember though i think it is one of those ones that are kind of yeah it's kind of a it, it's a greenish color and it has like a a, a pink um Kind of like a grapefruit type color on the inside. Okay, here's a, here's so they, a picture of it. Okay, okay. Because uh, on the what do you call it? The label here, it shows some hops, and they are about to sacrifice a pineapple on an altar. <laughs> and I was like, wait, it's called guava lava. You know why? Why isn't there a, a guava on there? But then in the background, you can see there's a volcano erupting, and I think the color of the lava is. I guess represent oh, okay. the guava. So that makes sense because it's guava lava and it's pink lava coming out. Like a um, little Joe versus the volcano action there. But it's pink lava though? Yeah. Pink panty dropper? No, 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 no. Lava. Oh, lava. my bad. I heard something else. Yeah. And speaking of sours, I guess Thin Line has some new sours coming out as well. Oh, he put them out yesterday. They got like four on there okay. right now. They put those out when I'm not there. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, there's like a blue raspberry candy crush now or something. That's the one I wanted. Yeah. It's green though, not blue. Oh, so it's like the original Smurfs. <laughs> really? I, th- I think the original Smurfs were supposed to be green, but they came out blue. This one, ooh, it is tart. Was that one? Mouthwater. I wonder if that was one of the uh, the descriptions on there. No, it just says sour guava tropical pineapple crisp. I don't know what guava tastes like, but I can taste the pineapple in this. Okay. Um, it's not bad. I, I, I really enjoy like the barrel aged sours the most. And usually that's, I mean, that's how Mraz started or Mraz, whatever they call it. Um, 
he started doing the sours like barrel aged in wine barrels or something like that. I like those a lot more, but for this type of sour, this is the same kind of sour that like, um, Scott has on tap at, uh, what do you call it? At thin line. Um, I mean, it's not bad. Okay. I'd probably give it like a three and a half out of five. Okay. It's just this this type of sour, I could not drink that much of. Like, it's going to be rough trying to get through this whole thing. Is that the kind of, I think uh, Scott said in the episode when we were, you were at Thin Line, I think he said, like, there's some beers that he drinks. Well, he could drink it when it's like a little five-ounce thing, but any more than yeah, that, he's like, than that. this is like way too much for him. Is, do you think that's kind of in line of what that is? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not because it tastes bad. It's just, it's so sour. I I don't know. I could only drink a little bit. Other people, other people love this type of sour. So it could be good for somebody. It's just not the type of sour that I like. And just to reiterate, the beer itself isn't pink. It's just the uh, actual Label. can. The beer itself looks like kind of like a hazy a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a little hazy. A little amber, amber in color. But Scott does have one that is a little more the type that I like. I think that so they used to have the naked sour, right? Over at Thin Line. Now it's called Strip Twister. So it's I think it's kind of like the naked, but this one because the naked has no no flavor. It's just a sour beer. Um, the Strip Twister has hints of some type of like blueberry or something like that. I'd have to look, but I'm sure she posted it on Instagram. So you said a, a, just a sour beer, so there's no fruit in it? Um, it's just the way the beer is made makes it sour. Okay, so it tastes like a beer, but it has like a little sour feel to it? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know they did anything like that. I thought, I thought a sour across the board was like something fruity in a beer. You associate it with, with fruity just because it's sour, you know? Yeah. Cool. So we got three and a half out of five for Guava Lava by... Mraz or Mraz, if you're from... I think El- it's actually pronounced Mraz. Oh, because that's what the El Dorado Hills people say. And I think it's his name. Oh, well, everybody <laughs> with the name M-R-A-Z, it was always Mraz. So. Yeah, Jason Mraz. Yeah. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I think that he's the one that sings that song. Or not, uh, that might know. be James Blunt or something. I don't know. I'll find out and I'll edit that out if that's the case. <laughs> edit it in. Yeah, yeah, make, make make me sound smart. So cool. Uh, today, I, I think I've talked about this one. Just the clear American uh, key lime America. water. Uh, key lime American, man. Uh, I've had it before. I actually have some new waters in the fridge. I just failed to get them today, so I will, you know, make it up to you, fine folk, next week with those. Um, the, you know, this one's a pretty good one. I think I've, I think I've reviewed it before. Um, it tastes like a non-sugary Sprite, which is nice. Um, and they're cheap, which I'm always down for. So with that, I'm going to kick it on to my, my buddy, Bobby. It's clean. It's cold. And that's what I call high quality tool. Man, it's so much uh, better. He Have... did, he did send us a bill. So you might want to get on that and pay. Bobby? Yeah, for all those, you know. Oh, I have a. I'll talk to his friend Adam and see if 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 he 
he's friends with Adam Sandler. I have friends in high places. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or I'll say, Hey, you know what? I'll tell you what, if I beat you in a game of foosball, we'll call it even like uh Kane Brown. Kane Brown country singer. Yeah. What about him? His new song. Famous friends. I don't, you know, follow country. That's too bad. Cause most of our audience knows what I'm talking about. Well, you know what? I'm I'm trying to educate the masses on my style of music, which is, you know, heavy metal. It's good stuff. I'm sure yeah. Satan appreciates it. Well, Satan appreciates Lil Nas X and his shoes. We'll get to that later. Um, oh, wow. He's getting sued. <laughs> yeah, as he should. As yeah. he should. Um, so today's cheers, man. We got some pretty good ones. Um, uh, one of them's pretty sad. Um, the other one is going to segue into something that royally ticked me off over the weekend. Um, so we have, uh, let's see, let me find my, oh yeah, hold on. Another, I have three cheers today. Um, Does that mean we have four cheers today? Well, you have one too? Yeah, remember? Oh yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, so I'm I'm gonna start with this one real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh, with sad and just bring it happy again because it's it's this one kind of broke my heart. But um, there's this uh, deputy from Hamblin County um, in which is I think in eastern Tennessee. He was uh, he's retiring his final day, age fifty or not age fifty, his fifty year career with wow. uh, Hamblin County. His name was Deputy Stan Shaw, and he signed off, did his final call, uh, everything, finally, you know, hanging it up and ready to sleep in every morning and, and do what Scott does every day, watch reruns of Jenny Jones and Jerry Springer. Well, on his way home, he had a heart attack and died. Oh, man. So it, it broke my heart, man, because – this guy, I mean, fifty-year career, dude. That's a long time. Yeah. And just to have it end like that, I guess, like he just had a heart attack, um, and then he he was like uh, dead for so long that like um, I guess what they they say like the oxygen in your brain was gone for so long that he just couldn't recover. Yeah. Um, from it. So, but man, like like the dude's a legend just for that. I mean breaks my heart i know it happens it's i mean it, it, it it's just the way it is but it's just man you couldn't have given him one more day yeah you know, just to enjoy it and, and, it, and i'm not gonna lie dude it's times like like i hear stories like that and I, it's where you question like you know like why do things like this happen to people like like good people like why like when you have actual legitimate scumbags still walking this earth yeah. And so it just broke my heart. So I, I read that and I was just like, you know what? I got to give a shout out to deputy Stan Shaw because that's just, that needs to be, that needs to be heard. Um, yeah. More than this other garbage that's um, being spread around by the media right now. And I'll do one more really quick one. We'll do your, we'll do yours. Um, so you're familiar with the band skillet Wilson. I am seen them many times in concert and i believe you've seen him with a very handsome guy myself a couple times 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, the first time we saw him, you and I were at that um, Luis Palau thing at Cal Expo in Sacramento. And we had volcano drinks. That's exactly what I was going to say. Those drinks were so <laughs> cool. They were like little, um, what, what do you, I mean, they were like, it was like a fruit punch or something, but they put food grade uh, dry, ice. dry ice in it. So as you're drinking, it's like bubbling out. And it was so hot that day. Yeah. Because that was a day that we uh, helped your mother-in-law move. And we oh, getting, yeah. We got the electric drum set that was also the band that I left that was their big concert that same night. So I was a little bummed because I left right before they um, were going to play this big concert in Sacramento. So I was a little bummed. But we saw Skillet, and, dude, they tore it up. Yeah. They were really, really good. They had, like, fireworks and stuff. But I wanted to give a shout-out to their drummer, Jen Ledger who, uh, as you guys don't know or do know, she's not American. She's from the UK, but she is now officially a U.S. citizen. She went and got her uh, citizenship, and she posted on her Facebook her little placard or her little thing. Did she go buy a gun? I I hope so. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, now's the time to do it, folks. Yep. Um, um, before Papa Biden says no. Um, but yeah, she did it right. You know, she, it, it, I mean, obviously she, you know, spends a lot of time here and she lives in the UK, but, uh, and it takes time, but you, no one says it's going to be easy, but once you get here, you get all of our benefits. But then again, at the same time right now, they're giving all of them benefits and making it basically all the people that spent all that time and effort to get their citizenship legally they're like, why did I waste all that time? That's like, yeah. that's like you paying back student loans or whatever. I don't know if you have student loans, but like if you went and had all these student loans and you paid it, you made, you made your final bill. All right, cool. I finally paid it all off. And then someone and then, just went in and says, Oh, now you don't, you don't, we're going to forgive your student loan. They're like, yeah. what about me? You know, like yeah, I pay me. Yeah. Can I get my money back too? Oh no, I can't. Okay. But no, she did it right. And, and that just makes me happy. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that that opens a lot of people's eyes. And they could see that, you know, there is still a path to citizenship. It just, you have to go about it the right way. And I said it before and I'll say it again. I'm for immigration. I'm against illegal immigration. I'm against anything illegal. Um, That's a good rule. Yeah. So it's <laughs> a very good rule. Thanks. Um, but, uh, you know, I want more people here. Um, it's a great country. I still think it's a great country. Uh, I just, there's just a way to go about it. And yeah. So, but you got something you wanted to, you got a cheers for us as well? Yeah, I'm going to cheers. Oh man, I don't even have his name because I'm going off the top of my head here. Oh, Officer Williams. Rodney Williams. I remember remember it now because they said it in the video. I remember him saying Rodney. Yeah, and on the back of his helmet, there was Williams. Um, Of the LAPD SWAT. Um. Officers got called to a disturbance. Um, family members called and said they were worried about their uncle or cousin or something like that. He was extremely high and he was in the backyard with a BB gun. And then a couple minutes later, they got a call from one of the neighbors saying that someone was shooting a gun into the air in their backyard. And um, so officers arrived they the family was outside so they talked to the family and they say this is just a bb gun and they're like yes it is 
And um, she goes, well, is it his? And they said, yeah, it's his. And she, the officer says, well, I can't do anything if he's not threatening you. Cause she asked that they said, no, if he's not threatening you and it's his gun, I can't do anything about it, you know? Right. Um, and then they end up getting deeper into it, but the family is still insisting that this is a BB gun. Um, they actually end up calling the suspect while he's inside the house and try to talk him out. And he's, you could tell from listening to the audio, he's, he's on one. Like there's no talking to this guy. Um, he starts talking about what you don't want to take the money or something, something that has nothing to do with what they're talking about. So um, eventually SWAT gets called in. I think he might've shot a couple times. Um, now we find out that this is not a BB gun that he is holding when the family has said this is a BB gun, it's actually a shotgun. I'm pretty sure. If you could verify that, Tommy, I'm pretty sure it was a shotgun. I believe they said there was a shotgun and a pistol that were yeah. found. Um, so uh, the video that you can see, uh, Officer Williams is on a corner and there's another officer on backup right behind him. Um, officer William he kind of pies the corner and as he's coming around, he gets shot in the chest, but it hits his vest. And, um, it's, it's kind of a funny video because, uh, you hear the shot go off and he kind of like backs up. And I think the officer behind him just thought he was backing up because of the shot. Um, and then about 10 seconds later, officer William goes, I got hit in the vest. And <laughs> the other officer is like, what? And he's like, you want me to take over for you? And Officer Williams is like, no, I'm good. He just kind of brushes it off like it's no Such a deal. man. Yeah. Um, so after they find out that Officer Williams is okay, whoever's in charge comes over the radio and says, let's repeat the gas plan. So they're going to they're gonna shoot tear gas uh, at this guy and try and get, push him out. Even though he has already shot and hit an officer. This, this is where I don't agree with what they did. This, this cheers is only for the officer who, who actually got shot. Um, if someone is shooting at you and has hit an officer already, I, it's off the table, you know? 100%. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going in there and we're, we're going to take him. Like, there's no talking to this guy. They already tried that. Couldn't get him. I think they were there for four hours trying to get him to surrender, and he ends up shooting an officer. So they shoot tear gas. It ends up pushing the suspect out. Suspect comes out and uh, Officer Williams goes to pie the corner again and he gets shot again. This time he gets shot in the face and they have gas masks on. So he falls back. His backup officer, he does a very good job of getting on the radio saying, he's hit, he's hit, officer down. And he was very him. calm about it too from yeah. what I noticed. Yeah, grabs him and drags him to safety. Um, you could, I don't know what video you saw, but the video I saw was not edited. Um, so there was, you could see the blood, like he was hit. Mine wasn't edited. You could see it. Um, so they pull him back and then just, I don't, I don't know how this happened, but somehow an officer got into, the, I think it was the house where the suspect was, but on the second story, he was sitting in a window. Maybe it was the garage or something like that, that he got up onto, but he was, he was up above and, uh, uh, they show that video of the officer um, you hear the gunshot go out, you hear the radio traffic saying officer down, officer down. And then 
the guy, I guess he starts shooting again and the officer sees him and leans over the edge and shoots, stops threat. Pretty sure did not kill him. I, I know. Yeah. I know in the video, he's still I, moving. I and, think he did. And he's die. actually, did he end up dying? I think because, so. Uh, like kudos to that officer for not keep shooting because the suspect was laying on the gun when he went down and he was still moving, but he was yelling at him. Uh, don't touch the gun. Don't touch the gun. Um, they ended up coming in apprehending the suspect, but yeah. Cheers to uh, Officer Williams and actually his backup officer too, because he did a good job and the officer who took down the threat. Yeah. And the thing I took away from that video too is, uh, I mean, I've never been in a firefight. Thank God. Um, I mean, the only thing that I've been in that's remotely close, that's not nearly close is like a paintball war. And I know like when I'm on the corner and I have things coming at me and I got to like quickly look around the corner just to do a little quick check to see, do your heart is going like a million miles per hour. And, but in your mind, you're also knowing this is just going to hurt. Yeah. It's not going to kill you. It's just going to hurt if I get hit. And just seeing them standing there, knowing that there's live ammunition flying. Yeah. Um, that and how calm they remained and then the the backup officer too how um i think the, on their vest i think they specifically and this is just a, this is also a uh just to show you the what these guys are prepared for i think their vests actually have handles on it for this purpose yeah yeah i mean and think if about you've that ever seen <laughs> if you've ever seen those uh the bdus the uh-huh. back pocket how there's that strap back there uh-huh. That's what that's what that strap is for. Like yeah. where where it angles, you know? I mean, that's gotta say something that part of your equipment and your gear that you're wearing is to get you out when you're down. At putting something on like that every day, like when you and I would put on our, our, our vests every morning to go to work when we worked at Loomis, I never just put it on and been like, hey, this is part of my uniform. I put it on, I'm like, you know what? This could save my life. Um, and there's a very good possibility that like, I may not come home. Yeah. You know, just because of the nature of the job granted, you know, being a police officer is, a, is far more dangerous, but just knowing that that's part of their uniform has those handles on it for that very purpose to drag you out when you're shot can mess with your head a little bit, but like, no, e- even still seeing, um, his backup officer grabbing him by his vest and pulling him. And at the same time, still having his firearm and, and trying to like keep it pointed towards the corner just in case he comes around the corner. Dude, that's hard. And, and part of, you know, you've had to do it. I've had to do it, those dummy drags um, when you do your, uh, your training. Um, you do those with two arms, dead weight with two arms, and it's hard to do. This guy was doing it with one arm. And then his other arm was, I mean, granted, adrenaline does amazing things, but that's crazy and still being able to maintain that calmness and composure i mean that that's crazy it's it's good stuff right there and i think they said that uh officer he was released oh he was released okay see i didn't you got treated and he was released you 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 got the updated article um because i i heard that uh he was still in um uh the stable stable condition or whatever 
but it says right here, uh, KTLA, uh, that the left the suspect dead. So the suspect did die. Um, two suspects dead. Two. Yeah. What? Was a second person? That makes no sense. Apparently, the guy had like a death wish because he said he's he was ready to die that day. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, I remember that part um, in the beginning. I'm not even gonna say his name because he's a scumbag. I yeah, I don't know where the second suspect is, but but then again, a lot of articles they they seem to leave out details. You know, yeah, they'll still they'll say certain things. Like, uh, I I listened to a uh, there's a podcast I listened to called Forensic Transmissions which is basically just um, courtroom, courtroom uh, unedited courtroom stuff. So you get to hear a trial go on, which is interesting. But this one I was to do was 911 calls for the shooting that happened, I think in Utah back in uh, a while back. It was a, it was a mall shooting that happened. Um, and you hear uh, this, this guy, all these 911 calls come in saying that there's this guy shooting people. And the, and the 911 operator is like, okay, well, where's he at? They're all, he's by the Cheesecake Factory. This is how he's dressed. And also there's one lady calls, and you can hear it in her voice that she's, she's a little stoic, but she, her voice kind of crackles a little bit. She goes, my husband went out there to go look for him. He's a plain-clothes police officer, and he has a gun as well. My mind, I hear that. I'm like, holy crap. If you're, if, you get, if you're a cop and you get called that, you see a guy with a gun, you're going to assume that that's him. Yeah. And so she's like, as she's standing, it's registering like, oh my gosh, they're going to think it's him. And she goes, he's, this is what he's wearing. He's wearing a green shirt with a blue line through it. Um, he, his name is officer Cole, you know, just, just, you know, and so you, you hear the call go out, say there's an officer Cole's out there. He's wearing a green shirt like that. And so the, finally you hear the suspects down, then you hear there's a second shooter in the parking garage. Like that, and then they go, "What's he wearing?" They go, "He's wearing a green shirt." Though that's not him. That's not. Him. I'm, like, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, dude, like, I'm like freaking out. But it's in that same case. I'm like, this guy, because they say once you, when you're a cop, you're always a cop. It's always go yeah. time. And that guy spending an afternoon with his family said, "You know what? Duty calls," and yeah. he just jumped in. He didn't have a vest. He didn't run to his car to put anything on. He just ran out there. Yeah. And so. That's a good story, man. I read that this morning. I, I was told you I was, uh, I was waiting to get in, let, let, let into a store this morning, and that came over my phone uh, through uh, Full30, which is a, um, that's like a website. Uh, and it came through, and I was watching the video, and I was outside, and then waiting for them to open it, the Was it like when we watched Sack PD pull over that car into the gas station and oh, jumped out oh, and put his gun on him? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I was that was Roseville PD. Oh yeah, it was. We were yeah. here in Roseville. Yeah, well, I wanted to pull over and watch that. <laughs> um, dude, you and I were like, "Get them, boys." <laughs> we said other things, but you know, the family show. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, I'm outside watching this video, and um, the uh, bread guy shows up because a lot of vendors show up to the stores at the same time. And he goes, uh, "What's going on?" Well, I'm waiting to get let in. He goes, the door's open. I look at him, well, I'll be darned it is. Dude, I was so caught up watching this video. I didn't realize the door was actually even open. I was like, dude, my heart was pounding watching this thing going on. So I watched it. But, yeah, it's, it's a, it, it puts in perspective of what these guys go through, especially SWAT, man. They're there for yeah. a reason. Yeah. 
and it, and it's usually usually when SWAT's called, it doesn't end well for the person on the receiving end. Yeah, the person on the receiving end is either going to go dead or alive. Um, you're not going to win that fight. You might take a few with you, but ultimately you're going down one way or another. So we got uh, Deputy Stan Shaw of the Hamlin County uh, Sheriff's Department. Um, oh, no, I'm, that was yours. I still got one more. I'll be darned. This is a good one. Wow. Yeah. I love it when we have a lot of, a lot of good stories. Um, and this is going to segue me into one of my first talking points. Um, so NFL player Justin Heron of the uh, New England Patriots um, and local resident Murray Rogers both did a courageous and selfless act that deserves all the praise. Now we were just talking about people jumping into action when, when things need to be needed, like uh, the officer in Utah at the mall. But what about normal people, uh, people that uh, that's not part of their job. It, it's just, you know, it is your duty to, I mean, just being a human being and a decent person. Right. So it says while the 25 year old football player was training in a park located in Tempe, Arizona, he and a local resident, Murray Rogers, helped stop the sexual assault of a 71-year-old woman. The police said that a 30-year-old suspect was seen pushing the woman to the ground in the park and attempting and attempted to sexually assault her. Heron and Rogers intervened and held the suspect until law enforcement arrived on the scene. They were both presented with the Outstanding Citizen Award by the Arizona Police Department. So, I, I mean, first of all, the last person I want attacking me is a football player. Those guys are big. But... Um, <laughs> you know, it is our duty. I mean, not just as, you know, men, but as uh, just humans, if we see something happening, we need to either call it in. Don't start filming it, you know, world star, don't do that. You know, help be part of the solution, not like, you know, egging it on and making it worse. And, uh, tell my wife about this last night i said man if i'm ever like at like a place and i see like a guy beating up a woman and there's like uh a bunch of us you know i think i i think i did do that one of the stories i think i told you a while back Mm -hmm. where i saw that guy and i didn't know what was going on it was actually the other way around yeah she was actually wanting to hit him with a knife or whatever but i looked at the other guys i said you guys want to do this and they they kind of like looked at it let's go so we all walked over because you know, when you come in numbers, you know, it, it, it does something. And I, I see, you know, that J- Justin Heron and uh, what was his name? Uh, Murray Rogers, you know, they saw something, you know, they, they took action and they, I mean, if I saw something like that. I would get a couple punches in, you know, for sure. Um, before the cops came, maybe, a couple uh, you of- know, you know, who has actually done this before? Who? You don't know. It's a uh, friend of the show. Jumped into action. And an author. Ted Decker? No. <laughs> oh, Scott? Yeah. Scott Davis? He stopped. The same thing. Something was happening in a park. He was driving by. He actually had a gun on him at that point. Out of old uh, work maybe or to work or something? He was, he was just starting in the morning. Wow. Yeah, and ended up stopping it. Captain Still Davis. Yep, held the guy at gunpoint until the cops got there. You know what? That sounds familiar. I think the guy, happened- the guy was actually tasing the woman to get her to stop moving. Wow, what a scumbag! Yep, yep. 
And then the cops came out and they got him. Yep. Good. Good job. See, and that, but you know what? Let's take guns away from law-abiding citizens because uh, they do more damage than good. You know what I'm saying? It's like if yeah. Scott wasn't there, or, or let's just say hypothetically Scott didn't have a gun on him, he might have actually said, you know what? Man, this guy has actually a weapon on him. I don't have anything. I'm just going to call it in and pray for the best. Or, you know, granted. He, you know, he, was, he was actually on the phone with 911 at the same time. Okay, good. Yeah, so he was he was walking up and he was saying, "Hey, there's a there's a guy attacking this woman. He's tasing her. Looks like he's trying to rape her." And um, she's the nine one one dispatcher said, "Okay, we have people on route right now." And Scott said, "This guy's not going to stop. Um, I'm armed. I'm going to draw my gun on him." And the nine one one dispatcher said, "Okay." Wow, she said okay because every single nine one one call I heard, they're like, "Sir, let's just not let's not do this." I'm like, you know what? You're not seeing what I'm seeing right now. I'll I'll point my gun at him, and then when the cops, because the cops are more likely going to draw their gun on you too. Yeah, you drop your gun. They're going to yell at you. Be a man. Just take it for a second. Then they're going to realize, oh, you know what? You're a good guy. They're going to high five you. They might even take you out for some drinks and some riblets at freaking Applebee's or something. It's going to be worth it in the end. Trust Love me. those riblets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, we, we need more people jumping into action when it – I mean, obviously not being part of the problem. Um, but if, if, if anything, being – like, and we're going to we'll, – we'll, we'll, like I said, this is going to segue me into a, another story. But, like, my job as a security officer back when I did security was to observe and report. If everybody could just observe and report and do their job and not be so fixated on, ooh, I'm going to film this and post it to social media, and, but not sit there and take in details – that way you could, I think a lot of more, a lot more invested murder investigations are going to be solved. Um, a lot less cold cases because we're going to have more witnesses be a good witness. But if you can help out, help that person who's struggling right now, because man, if that was my daughter, I would, I would, dude, I would be foreverly indebted, be indebted to someone like Scott for, for saving her life. I would be like, dude, you're, you're a part of my family. Like for real, even though he technically is, but not technically, but you know, He's like a brother to me, but it's like, I very old brother, very old brother. He's, he's gray. <laughs> um, but you, you just, I just wish more people were like that. Um, and if I, I have a feeling more, it's going it, to, it's going to end up like that with the way that our, our world's going right now, or more so our country, uh, people are getting fed up and, uh, we'll talk about that in a little, in a second though. Um, but uh, Deputy Stan Shaw of the Hamlin County Sheriff's Department, NFL player Justin Heron, and Citizen Murray Rogers, uh, Jen Ledger from Skillet, and uh, Rodney Williams. Uh, is it just Officer Rodney Williams? If you're SWAT, are you yeah. usually a ranked or are you just officer? I don't know. Well, either way, uh, you rank high in my book, sir. Uh, Rodney Williams of the LAPD SWAT giving you the real WTH cheers. 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 Boom. So we were just talking about. Um, speaking of tambourines, go ahead. Oh, do you see my tambourine behind me? Yeah, that's what yeah. <laughs> that's that's my first instrument I've ever played. Oh, that that that, that is a oh, that is a, an original. My I believe my dad played that in his Leonard Skinner cover band in Oklahoma, or he had it on his drum set. And so when he was playing in his band, I would run around the living room when they're practicing playing the tambourine. 
dude, I was, dude, I was like Stevie Nicks on that thing, dude. I was awesome. <laughs> um, but we were just talking about like jumping into action and, and being uh, proactive uh, and stuff. Now, there's a video that came out. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Um, as, as we know, um, Portland and Seattle and all those places. I think this was up there, or this could have been Colorado for all I know. Um, they were having some Antifa riots happening again. And uh, first of all, Antifa are a bunch of maroons because they they yell at police, right, for wearing riot gear. And their chant is, we don't see no riot here. Why are you wearing riot gear? Um, when you're throwing cement um, blocks and you're bust, busting out windows and you're throwing uh, or shooting like pepper spray, that's, that's why they have – Yeah. So you're an idiot um, and you get everything that's coming your way. And I love seeing the videos of them just getting it handed to them. Um, but there's this video and I, and I go both ways on it. This pickup pulls up and this old dude gets out. And I'm saying he's like in his maybe late seventies. He gets out and Tifa is surrounding the every, basically every car that drives by that has like an American flag or whatever, they're paintballing it. They're breaking windows. First of all, that's one reason why I got my dash cam and my camera and my car, because during that time, downtown Sacramento was having all the the riots and the BLM marches and stuff. And the last thing I wanted to do was drive through there on accident and then get, I needed some sort of documentation. So if, I mean, I'm telling you, I was full. I didn't want to, but if I had to, I would run some people over to get out of there um, because my life matters. And so I needed to have some evidence. So I, that's re- one of the main reasons why I got the dash cam. But um, so if I see something like an Antifa riot happening, I'm going the other way. I'm, I'm not going to even attempt to go in there. But this guy gets out of the truck and he kind of like just like starts yelling at Antifa guys. And guys, <laughs> I mean, wh- why do I got to gender specify yeah, them, right? Why do you label them? Yeah, they're, they're idiots is what they are. So he gets out and he's like kind of yelling at him. And then they, then they start like yelling back at him. And one of them bushes out his window. And then they, I think, throw some stuff at him. Then he gets out and he draws a gun. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, oh, snap. Part of me is like, it's about to go down. Now, he racks his gun back and he points at him. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, police are good, right? Because Antifa's like, he's got a gun. Police, he's got a gun. Oh, now you need Big Daddy on your side over here, right? When you were, you were just yelling at them. But now, now that you're in trouble and people are fighting back, now you need them on your side? You guys are full of crap. So... Now you see police pull their gun on the old man, get him on the ground. He, he, he complies, gets on the ground and, um, and everything. And a lot of people are sitting there saying like, um, you know, I, I kind of want to know what your opinion on it is. A lot of people are sitting there saying like, um, that cop shouldn't have done that. He's an idiot. I, I, I don't know the end of the story, but in my mind, I think the cop had to do that to protect the guy. Because he knew that if he just like didn't say anything and someone got shot, then that's, then he's basically like, Hey, I could have solved this. So he's like, dude, this is my chance to get you out of the situation. So you don't kill somebody because that's just going to be ugly for everybody. I mean, technically that, that guy was well within his rights to pull. I mean, I would have been in fear from, for my life. People were throwing things at me, you know, stuff but like that. He did get out of his truck though. He had the means to leave. That's the only issue I see. I don't know. Are they still throwing stuff at his truck? Because, I mean, I, 
I'd be, it's, it's, it's just like that, uh, that semi driver that got stuck in that riot and people started climbing his truck and bashing in his windows and he floored it and got out of there and ran people over. Right. Well, no, this, no, Antifa was on the sidewalks. Okay. And they maybe have been like standing like in the road a little bit, but they weren't like standing, like blocking the road to where they're completely surrounding his vehicle at that time. A lot of cars were just driving through the cars that drove through that had flags and stuff where they were getting pelted with stuff, but he, someone pelted his car with something, but he could have just kept driving, but he decided to stop and get out. That's where I think his fault was like, because you could have just left. I mean, granted, yeah, your car got bashed in, you know, whatever that sucks for everybody. But I mean, I don't know. So I, I, like I said, I, I see both sides of it. I, I see why he got out because those Antifa punks got everything that comes to them. Yeah, because uh, most of the time this stuff happens, people drive off, nothing happens to that person. Yeah, now they're they, they're, they're they stuck. They're stuck with the paying the bill for their their window. Yeah. These Antifa guys are are just let out because the lawmakers are sitting there saying, "Oh yeah, whatever." You know, they're good. And kid. did they did they throw stuff at him after he got out? Oh yeah. Okay then that I'd be in fear for my life then I'd pull it yeah. down too. So I'd be, I'd be surprised if something actually happens to him. No, uh, but nothing I, will. I, I mean, if it's in Portland though, <laughs> who, who knows? I mean, it, it, it's, it's so bass backwards the way that everything's been running, you know, cause they're fine with a chain link fence around their courthouse in Portland, but uh, there, there's plenty. I'm sure there's plenty of attorneys up there who would easily prove that he was in fear for his life. And that's why he brought right. his gun. As long as he has that gun legally and has a CCW or whatever, I don't, I don't see any problem with it. It's going to take a while for right. it to go through, but, and the cop did the right thing. I mean, you're trying to, I mean, I, I, I don't see it as much as protecting the guy as I see it ironically protecting antifa people um i i just hope they they also arrested whoever the antifa people were or at least some of them that were throwing stuff i don't think they did because their numbers are so high you know like like as far as like how many people were there i mean and how little amount of cops there are on on scene so that that'd probably be the difference between like portland and i don't know podunk somewhere yeah if that would have happened somewhere else it probably would have been the cops would have saw hey you're assaulting this person with a rock or a brick like that's a deadly weapon so if if a baton's a deadly weapon you know that's right. a deadly weapon they would have been on the side of the person but still i mean he's trying to keep everything calm and have it end without bloodshed Right, and I think it's on both both sides. He doesn't want the 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 older gentleman to get shot. He doesn't want Antifa to get shot. Essentially, he's de-escalating a situation by any yeah. means necessary. Um, but like I said, I also think I think majority of it. I think like the cop was more on side of the older guy. I think he's just like, dude, I'm on your side, but dude, like we gotta be smart right now. Like like there are a million cameras on you right now. Like look at Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, look at him, like, like how much I think that that dude was protecting himself. I'm like, you also did go to an area knowing full well what could happen, you know, and it did happen. 
And just like anybody, there's going to be a consequence if you shoot anybody, no matter what, there's going to be a trial, no matter what, even if you're in the right, there's going to be a trial. I think the only thing Rittenhouse is going to get charged and convicted of, well, convicted of is the minor in possession. And taking a gun across state lines? No, that was a gun that was there. Oh, was it really? Okay. Yeah, yeah that I was don't his know. friend's gun. Whoever he went there to to see and do this with, that was their gun. Right. So he's just minor in possession of a rifle or whatever it is there. Yeah. And so we were just talking about, um, I, I promise people, this, this show's going to get happier. Just hang with us. We, we were talking about lawmakers and stuff, and I, I'm sure you've seen this story about the uh the guy that speaking beat up speaking of curtains go ahead <laughs> okay now you're just finding stuff in my room okay <laughs> i should start putting like random stuff back uh, there speaking of dollhouses okay, hey hey oh i'm like i don't have a dollhouse in here <laughs> no, <laughs> you do <laughs> i can't well, see you that. don't realize you have your own spot there yeah i have to tear down and set up my or set up and tear down my spot every single time we do this hey you know what though you had the studio for way too long and i was the one that had to set up and tear down every time with my stuff and it's nice wilson it really is but hey it's more uh ammo for you to you know get the studio done with the squirrels ammo is way too hard to find right now i don't know what you're talking about huh huh oh was it the squirrels no ammo is just hard to find right now it is yeah so confused Talking about the studio. I know, but you said ammo. Oh, 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 you. Wow. That's so nice having my soundboard now where I could actually hit stuff on cue and not have to wait. Well, if you didn't hit things, your stuff would probably work better. Yeah. See, look at that. Smash, smash, smash. It's like old times being back in the studio, but I'm with virtual Wilson. <laughs> so uh we were we were talking about um you know Justin Heron and Murray Rogers stepping in and doing something helping someone out, right? Uh someone in need. Well yeah, need curtains. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh well um in New York there's this guy who uh beat up like this old Asian lady and nobody stepped in to do anything. You see video of the beating, but you see security guards just standing there. And there's a couple of them, though. I'm like, dude, you guys could jump in and take this guy down for beating up this old lady. But, you know, there's I haven't been I've been trying to stay off the news for a little bit. I, I, I guess there's been like some Asian backlash lately. Um, there, there's been, I guess, people randomly attacking Asians, which I don't know why. Like, I don't know. Why is it all of a sudden? I mean, I don't know why people are just attacking people, period. But like, I don't know why all of a sudden it's Asian. That's, it makes no sense to me. I don't know. And and then it's the media saying all this. So who knows if it is just Asians or other people getting randomly attacked? Wasn't there a celebrity that got randomly attacked? It was a um, honey. I shrunk the kids, dude. Oh, Rick Moranis. Yeah. Yeah. He got randomly attacked in New York. That guy's not Asian. No. Yeah. And, yeah. And this is the, this is what's happening to Asian people too. So I don't know if media is just trying to push a narrative to where they're only reporting on the Asians that get attacked and maybe the white celebrities, but well, the thing who is, who knows that this isn't just random people going up and attacking people. 
but we have like this Middle Eastern guy who shoots up that that shopping center in Colorado, and all the victims are white, but no one says there's an attack on white people. Yeah. So the thing is, is like there's an attack on humanity. It's an attack on people. I don't know why we always have to segregate it to what nationality they are. Yeah. Who because, cares what they look like? Because I don't care if, if you're Asian, Black, Middle Eastern, whatever. If if, if you're getting attacked, that's wrong regardless across the board i don't know why that has to but you're right though that is the media pushing the narrative um but this lady got beat up uh i think she was like 77 years old um let me pull it up real quick uh that way i get this right um it says here um that uh it it says a parolee this is like i was fired up i was so mad it even angers me right now just reading this because this is New York. And this is one reason why I haven't gone to New York yet to visit it because um, of their government there is so full of crap and so um, catering to the criminal that I'm like, you know what? I am going to boycott that place as long as I can because you don't deserve my business or my tourism. It says a parolee who serves 17 years for murdering his own mother was arrested for hate crimes on Tuesday in the attack of an elderly Asian woman in Hell's Kitchen on Monday. Police said that 38-year-old Brandon Elliott... Gordon Ramsay's restaurant? Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's the... Uh, uh, Hell's Kitchen is the name of the, the little suburb or whatever of New York. Well, that's a weird name. Yeah. Uh, and police, Gordon Ramsay should uh, sue them. I think he Gordon Ramsay actually... They should sue him. It, 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 they were first. <laughs> oh. Uh, police said that uh, it's like, where do you live? I live in Triple D, man. It's money. <laughs> uh, police said that 38-year-old Brandon Elliott was identified by area residents as a local homeless person um, not long after New York um, Police Department posted the images of the attacker that were captured by security videos. Multiple tips. The Crime Stoppers directed police to a hotel that has been functioning as a homeless shelter on West 40th Street. And that's really all I care about talking about this because the first – paragraph there is that he's a parolee who serves 17 years for murdering his own mother why is he out why is he out exactly um and 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 then this could be pushing the narrative too like was he really charged with a hate crime uh i don't know because to prove it's a hate crime he has to say i i attacked that person because they were this race right this religion or this sex whatever so, I hate the media. Yeah, I, dude, I do too. Um, and the only media that I truly, truly follow right now. Like, what if it was just some random, like, he's crazy, he's on drugs, next person he sees, he's going to attack, you dude, know? Here's a good example. And, and this, this isn't a, this is a, a joke and a sound clip that we play, but this is kind of the same thing. Um, it's this one right here. It's like, <laughs> I was gay when you punched me. Because in that movie, he was, you punched me because he was gay. He was, no, I was gay when you punched me. So basically it was, he's like, how do I know? Like, like, like if I attack you for this, I don't know what nationality or like, like for instance, like if you're trans. Okay. So if you look like a, a, a girl or a dude and I punch you, you turn out to be a or, woman. Or if you're Catholic. Yeah. Or, or Jewish. Like, how do I know that? Right you know, or, or, or even Christian, like you don't know. And it, it just, it, I mean, what's he going to say? Especially when I hear that he's homeless. 
Like you really think he's part of this, this group of people who is apparently going around targeting Asian people and beating them up for no reason. Right. Yeah. And, and all, I mean, I do know like um, that a lot of the time uh, when inmates get left out of, let out of prison and everything, they, they get let out and they don't have a whole lot of uh, structure to, to re-implement them back into society. However, this type of person who's going to randomly attack some, some old lady, that's a person who's not been rehabilitated yeah. and, and, and who shouldn't have been let out in the first place. And that's where we have our, uh, our appeals courts and our appeal committees that, that, that fail. If you look at it, that guy, the last time he was out like in society – the first iPhone was coming out. Yeah. A lot of them have like, come out since then. I don't. And it, it, it's weird. Like I, I think a lot of like inmates having trouble getting out and reacclimating is like somebody like this 17 years. What, what has happened in 17? Like that's half my life. Dude, you know? so much has gone on. I mean, just in the past yeah. two years, look what's going on. And yeah, they have news and, and papers and stuff like that in, in jail and prison so that they can keep up with stuff. But still, like if you went in and it was like flip phones and you come out and like some people, maybe someday will come out and it's like your phone is implanted in your arm or something. Yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, I, those of you guys who, who don't, um, haven't had the privilege like I have of working in a jail um, or even working in law enforcement um, and stuff like that. I, I think you could find it online. Look up, just Google what inmate, what rights inmates have. Cause when, when they get booked, they get like a little tote with like a little, um, a little to go kit and like a little blanket. And they have like a little booklet that has like their rights they have a lot of rights in there. Like they, they have the right to like, uh, I think what periodicals, so like newspapers. Um, so they could like read uh, on what's going on um, to be out of their cell for a certain amount of time a day, certain nutritional things like their food has to be a certain amount of calories. There's a lot of rights these people have. So um, basically the one main thing they lose is uh, certain seizure. That's right. It. And their freedom to go home that night it, yeah and some of them like 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 some of those guys that they, they, they they just serve on the weekends like say they have like a month or whatever but i don't know their jail term they just go there and they i'm gonna serve on saturday i'll, I'll go go to jail on saturday and sundays because i work monday through friday because they're not a threat to society they're like doing whatever so they just go there saturday sunday do their time and then eventually you know their time is done um but it, it, it's just crazy about how much these guys they're not it's not like it's not, sometimes in movies they say like they come out and all of a sudden there's like flying cars like i've never seen this before they know what's going on when i when i was working in the jail was during the boston marathon bombing that's just to give you a time uh reference of when i was there and i remember me and a bunch of other inmates we, we were actually watching it on the tv and then they they get to watch the nba finals they're watching the nba finals they're they're not like completely cut off so they know what's going on on the outside world Granted, when they come out, they may not, they might not have ever held an iPhone, but I do know like, uh, for me, uh, when I get an iPhone in my hand and if I'm in line at a grocery store and I'm sitting there for more than like a minute, I pull my phone out and start looking on it. And then all of a sudden there's something in there that just ticks me off. Like this story that makes me want to like punch a baby elephant. I'm like, you know what? This, this angers me so much. 
And, but somebody who's already a criminal and has an anger thing, reads something that angers them, they're going to twist off probably a little bit more. And uh, social media is one of the main diseases right now um, in this country, that and the media, um, because they're, they're basically, they're making social media the media. I mean, I don't know if you, you want, you alluded to it a few episodes ago about Steven Crowder. They banned his YouTube. Now he's officially banned. Yeah. And uh, over the week. Violating community guidelines. Which, which I don't They don't say what that is. Yeah. They're very, very vague. And I mean, shoot, if I'm sure we violate his community uh, guidelines by, by just not agreeing with something, you know, just. I don't know. There's some, we got to violated something. I hope. Um, <laughs> but, but as far like, like over the weekend, uh, Laura Trump, who is uh, Trump's uh, daughter-in-law, they did an interview with him and they posted to Facebook because he has no media access to talk to people right now. And Facebook banned it because it's, it's from Donald Trump. I'm like, dude, how, how, is, how is this like – like you can't do that, but you can sit here and spew all this freaking hate about everything else. You could show Antifa burning down things and you all this stuff, but but you get someone of a, a opposite view of you and you shut them down. Now, I don't know about you, but that I can't sound- wait for when Trump actually does start his social media platform. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, totally. He started a website, forty five president dot com, and um, I'm telling you right now. Uh, there's a lot of people who didn't like Trump uh, that are starting to think, come around and be like, you know what? I was wrong. And then the, the people that were like on the fence, you know, that I think are good people are coming around to be like, I mean, not like him as a person, but I think, um, I think we got it wrong. And then the people that are uh, still supporting Biden and the people that are like, still like, Oh, he's doing great are just plain wackadoo because Dude, he's not doing anything good. He just said the other day that he says he wants to pass a bill that allows police officers to go into people's houses and get their firearms without a warrant. Yeah. Now, I don't know. You guys called a uh, Trump a Nazi for four years, but I don't know anything more Nazi-esque than that statement right there. Yeah. Um, and I also don't know any police officers that would do it, but when a government is saying that that's what they're going to do, that scares me. It really does. And you guys want to know why uh, people like Wilson and I and a lot of my other friends uh, are so passionate about the Second Amendment? Not because we we want to go shoot somebody. Because we want to protect our family. We want to, you know, like Wilson likes to go hunt. And so, you know, he hunts with a bow. But, you know, one, it's our right. And we don't really have to explain that to you because it is our right. But two, um, when you have lawmakers letting uh, people out um, on the street who for murder only serving a 17 year sentence doing stuff like that um, and you're taking away the weapons for us to protect ourselves and you're wanting to defund the police and all this stuff um, why wouldn't we want to keep our weapons like I don't know about you but I don't like getting flogged I don't like getting beat up I don't I want to protect myself and my family did you see uh, the ninth circuit court of communism what their decision was the other day uh i might have there's like i said there's so much that i'm trying to like not watch but it's it's important to watch that it just because i just take a step back because it angers me but which one was it they ruled 
that the right to keep and bear arms ends when you walk out your front door. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. No, that's not what it is. Like it, what, what, what do people not get? The very last part of the, uh, of the second amendment says, and these rights shall not be infringed. Right. At, at all. Like our, our forefathers knew what would eventually happen and, and knew that they had to put something in there to stop it from happening. So they put that because they knew there was going to be a challenge about this. But th- this is specific. Like, why Why would the government, why would Biden say, we're going to come in and take your guns, you law-abiding people who have yours registered? You, why? Yeah. If, if, if those people have not broken the law, why are you coming in to take their guns? Right. Do you, do you think that's how the bad people get the guns and then go go shoot up a school or a grocery store or whatever? I mean, it none of this makes any sense yeah um then the the actor kevin sorbo um i think he was hercules i believe love that guy um he uh posted something like because i'm not on twitter because twitter is just freaking horrible and i think eventually he's gonna get off of twitter just because uh he's very right-leaning right-leaning and a very passionate christian man um yeah, and he says, uh, "What do you say?" Uh, I'm trying to find the tweet right now, but it's it's not popping up, so I don't want to get it, it. Won't be verbatim, but he says, uh, "Does I mean him? Um, what's his name? Um, James Woods." His, his tweet probably got removed. It probably did, but this is one that got posted on December 20th. It says, "If you don't see the irony of a gun ban being enforced with men by or by men with guns, then you fail to understand why the Second Amendment was written in the first place." Um, and the thing is, is people won't know that because they're not teaching history anymore in school. They're tearing it down. They don't, they, they're afraid yeah. of their history. Um, but he also said uh, the thing about um, Lil Nas X and his Satan shoes, which was hilarious. It says right here. And, th- and this is where, where, where I get with it. So Lil Nas X is this little rapper, most famously known, I think, as far as Old Town Road song, um, which is a horrible song. I freaking hate that song. Um, yeah. I don't, why did it become so popular? I don't know. Why does anything become popular? Why does WAP become popular? Like, I don't get it. Um, so he created these shoes and they're, um, they're called like Satan shoes. And they're so, they were supposedly by Nike, which they weren't because the Nike, yeah, it swoosh, has a Nike swoosh on it. Does Nike swoosh goes the other direction? Oh, so he's getting sued right now or Nike's suing him. But like, we had nothing to do with this, which Nike, I don't like Nike anyway. Um, but as far as them, I'm like, yeah, sue the crap out of them. I really don't care. I love, I love watching them. Do we know whose blood it's, I don't know. It's probably by the makers of the shoes. Like some of the little, is it like cat blood or something? No, it's human. It's like a drop of like third world country slave labor blood or whatever in there with mixed with red ink. Is this like whoever was like sewing the shoes stabbed their finger on accident? Probably. Did they slit someone's throat and fill a goblet and then like do some weird uh, ritual? Yeah. Ritual and put it in a dropper. So, so he has these shoes and it has uh, Luke 10 is written on it, which first of all, I find it hilarious that somebody like that is wanting to uh, quote the Bible. Um, but uh, the whole chapter. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Luke 10. Uh, 
18, 10th or 18. Like, man, um, only Shaq can buy these shoes. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, I don't even think it's Luke 10, 18. Uh, either way, it's basically, uh, it, it's in Luke. I know that, but it's, uh, if you can find it, Wilson, it'd be great. Um, I, I, I lost it on here. But uh, anyways, uh, he quoted, I think it was Satan's fall from, from heaven or whatever is, is what the, uh, not from heaven, but like from his, his fall. It's something about like stamping on your enemy or something like that. But, uh, you know, everyone, and this is where I, I kind of laugh about it, me being a musician and being in heavy metal music, this isn't the first time this has been done. Says Luke ten eighteen on here. Okay, so it, I was right. Let's, let's see um, what that says. Though. Yeah, let's just take a gander. Luke 10, 10 through 18? No, just 10, 18. Here we go. Oh, okay. Okay, um, I got and he it. he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Yeah, so I don't get the reference to that on shoes. Um. But then it says, but after that, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. So I'm like, so you're wearing Satan's shoes and you're stomping on yourself. I'm really confused by that because that's about basically the enemy is Satan, serpents and scorpions. Um, but like I said, this isn't the first time this has happened. You know, heavy metal bands is doing, have been doing this for years. I figured out where the blood's from. Okay, what is it from? It says, according to the New York Times, the blood from around six, it's an acronym, I think, but it, it looks like mischief. M-S-C-H-F, maybe somebody in his group or something like that. Employees were mixed and added into the shoe's souls. <laughs> souls. Blood in the souls. It's dumb. It was. It's dumb when heavy metal bands do it. It's dumb when when um, want to be like you know, is he a rapper? I don't know because Old Town Road wasn't a rap song. Did he think that Nike wasn't gonna like right. be angry? Right, like 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 it is like on the forefront, right there. Like, dude, like we got like almost canceled because of American noise. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But but here here here's the quandary. Here's where I laugh at this. You know, I don't see no riot here. You don't need no riot gear. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You don't, you're, these people don't see the, the hypocrisy in it. So these people are like, it's just a shoe. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Right. Okay. I won't. It's your freedom of speech. You do whatever you want to do. However, Kevin Sorbo, Hercules, a guy who's one day I want to shake his hand, tweeted this. The side saying, if you don't like Satan shoes, don't buy them is the same side that boycotts Chick-fil-A for being Christian. Just don't eat there. That's true. You, you see how that works? Or, or I refuse to bake a cake. Okay, we'll go somewhere else then. You know, there's a reason why I don't shop at Starbucks. Okay, I have my own views on Starbucks. I don't try to cancel Starbucks. Yeah. I just don't eat there or drink their coffee. And that is the hypocrisy that I see happening right here. And it's... Go by a mothman instead yeah i'll get another one eventually um but the thing is is like i'm not out to cancel anybody and ruin someone's life now i i've i, I trust me there there i really wish those satan shoes weren't there but i'm also i am of a sane mind where i know like you know what 
it is the freedom of speech. He can do that, but he, he's also, it's also already, you know, got kicked back to him anyway. He's getting sued because of it. Why, so, why would he call them Satan shoes? Uh, cause they're red. And I mean, which I like the color red. Um, they're red. They're and mostly black. They're black and red, which is, you know, which sucks. Cause I, I mean, I love black and red. That's what I wanted to make my drum set look like, like a black widow. I think I remember telling you about that. You think he's a blood? Like a gang member? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't know anything about him, but like, but like I said, heavy metal bands have been doing this for years. You know, you have, you know, they did like, you have shock rock stuff like Marilyn Manson who rips up a Bible on stage. You have bands like Mayhem. Ozzy Osbourne bites the head off a bat. Right. And then a band like Mayhem who like a Swedish death metal band where the lead singer, um, I think his name was Anonymous. He shot and killed himself, blew his head off with a shotgun. And um, what, what was, uh, what was your, your first band name? Oh, uh, I have, <laughs> I have a lot of the like, one like, you went on tour with the divine romance. Yes. Then you have the divine romance where they moon cars when they're going by. <laughs> I actually hold on, hold on. That did not happen. That was another band we were on tour with that did that as I drove by us. Oh, uh, okay. One of my members in the band. So um, they started the mooning war. Yeah, one of the members in my band, we would dare him to do certain things, um, like when he goes using urinal at McDonald's to just drop his pants completely to the ground. And he would do okay. it. So when people would walk in, they would see this this dude standing there like a kid you know, with his pants to the ground and it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was funny. Um, but, but talk like doofy from scary movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Episode doofy, sir. Um, but, um, you know, like I said, We're you have get canceled now. I hope so. <laughs> then we'll, then we'll just rebrand it, dude. Um, oh, I thought there was an animal. I saw it in the screen run by. Well, that's me, it dude. Just, it was just my dog. You're all, that's all animal though through the screen. And it was you. I thought it was Bigfoot. Um, but no, like I said, the heavy metal band, the, the lead singer shot his head off with a shotgun. And then, Headshot. Yes. Okay. Kind of like Kurt Cobain. We, yeah. We, we have a new okay. producer and he got, got a little crazy with the headshot stuff. Um, but one of the band members uh, went to the house and they found, he found like a skull frag- fragment from, from his head and he like wore it around his neck. Okay. So this That's isn't not new. creepy. Not at all. But I mean, this is Swedish. Swedish metal, dude. I mean, that's what they, they burn churches over there. I mean, they're crazy. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is, you know, you, you, this isn't new, but people are out there trying to cancel everyone. And you got Steven Crowder getting canceled. It, it, it's, and then the, the, like, like the, I forgot who said it. It might have been Laura Trump who said this. He goes, first it was uh, Donald Trump getting canceled, but wait till it happens to you. And it's starting to happen to the common more folk. and more. Yeah, common folk. I have a lot of friends on Facebook who are very outspoken, who I haven't heard from in a long time, because they're they're in Facebook jail, and I'm like, and their stuff wasn't even remotely bad. It was just simple disagreement. So, and then then they don't even give you a platform where like-minded folk could even talk because they got rid of Parlor. Yeah. So, it's just it's just crazy, dude. Um, like I said. Uh, I agree. If you don't like the Satan shoes, don't buy them, you know, but if you want to buy them, spend your money. I, I, I will still sleep at night. If you bought those Satan shoes, I think you're a moron if you did, but, um, but you're not going to shut down Chick-fil-A 
because you don't like them because they're a Christian organization. And, and you can't say that and then tell me the same thing with this because then there's a hypocrisy. I think the hypocrisy is what's killing this right now. And it's, it is, hypocrisy has become a mental disorder in this country. It really has, um, which is funny. So, um, but let's get into something um, a little happy, a little bit more happy. Um, like a movie premiere? Yeah. The greatest movie in the world. Was it? Lava Lantula. <laughs> oh, that was Lama 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 Lantula. Lama. Uh, so oh, wow. We did oh we need to get in touch with Eli Eli Sue. Roth. Sue. Oh Eli Roth. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, after seeing uh Godzilla versus Kong uh the other night, um I want to get in hold of Adam Wingard to film that movie. Yeah, I um, mean, but they put his like playlist up on there, and I was like, some of these movies that he likes are garbage. Yeah, that's what I was telling my wife. I, I go, <laughs> I, I, I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, oh, I'm like, Adam Wingard film this. She goes, yeah, you know, I'm like, well, he's done some horror movies, and they weren't that great. <laughs> I said, so I'm wondering how the heck he made this movie. You know, we watched uh, Death Proof last night. Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> dude. I, I. I forgot how many like actors were in there. Is that the one Kurt Russell? Got Kurt Russell, Tarantino's the bartender, Josh, Eli Roth Josh is in Brolin there. in it. That's like a lot of people because I get those. Uh, no, no, no. That's the other one. Okay. Um, Trejo's in it, right? I think Trejo's in all of them. No, he's no? not in that one. Um, what's her name? I think she's from Goldmember. Or something like that. Gold, gold the, the the blonde girl. Whatever. Get in my belly. Oh, she's oh, in there. Um, um, not Amy Smart. I know you're talking. No, about, I, know I forget her name about. though. Yeah, but there's a ton of like people in that movie. And right. Like, wow. Forgot about all this. So we're not gonna we're not gonna get into spoilers. Um, we'll save that for an actual. Do you want to? Do you want to do a spoiler right now? Nah, I don't care. Okay, let's do a spoiler right now. Um, if you don't, if you're, if you're going to watch it, just skip the rest of the show and come back to it after you watch it starting now. So it got released in theaters and on HBO max. I watched it on HBO max. Me too. Uh, so, uh, first of all, um, the way the movie starts, dude, was it was a little peaceful. Kong was just like chilling. Looking, I was just hanging out and all the music. Cute. I like the music in it. Music good. was good. Okay. It, it was fitting. Let's, for every scene. Okay, speaking of music, um, Tom Hulkenborg, also known as Junkie XL. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Uh, he did the Mad Max, the new Mad Max soundtrack. Dude, I'm telling Definitely you. Definitely knew that. He's, he's well, it's funny because I, I play this game with my wife. I go, I go, I got to guess the composer before it flashes on the screen. So I just kind of look down and listen. And I was like, oh, well, that's Brian Tyler. It's got to be Brian Tyler. And then I'm like, okay, I gotta look it up. I looked it up. I'm all, who the heck's Tom Hulkenborg? I don't recognize <laughs> his name. And then I click on it. I'm all, oh, it's Junkie XL. Okay, I know. Well, he did Mad Max. I'm all, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, the music is intense. Um, yeah. in it. Well, I, I I liked how they they kind of kept it light in some spots, like the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. the, the happy thing. And then he tosses the tree into the dome, and you're like, oh, whoa. It's not as happy as you think it is. It's like the Truman Show for yeah. big monkeys. <laughs> um, um, I like how they played to the whole Hollow Earth theory, though. 
that was a trip, huh? I liked it. Yeah. Um, be- and they did a good job. It was, it was very like, uh, um, what are we calling her now? Esther, Esther Bunny? Yes. Uh, she said it was very Jules Verne-esque. Is that, is that a, who's Jules Verne? Didn't he write Journey to the Center of the Earth? I can't remember. Sam, I, I, know, I, I know the name. I just can't remember the word. You're right, though. Yeah. The water was running. because it, 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 was, it was cool because, I mean, you're in the center. So there's no, there's no, I mean, there's a border around you, right? Yeah. So, so. like above him are like waterfalls and lakes and below him are waterfall and lakes because he's like literally in the center of the earth. And I think they did a very good job of playing the physics in this movie because, I mean, they're coming into the center of the earth. They get there, they kind of stop halfway and then gravity pulls them back, you know? And when it looks like, oh, they're just going to keep going. No, you can't. Like gravity has to take effect somewhere. Right. Well, what's cool is like the the way it starts is, first of all, did you touch the, did you catch the tie-in with, uh, this movie and the movie Congo. What part? The fact that they could talk to Kong through sign language. <laughs> yeah. So I figured that was where it was going when initially, like, cause you don't know in the beginning, I, I can't remember the last Kong movie. If that little girl, was she in it? I don't think so. I didn't think so either. But when it, when it starts, like it shows like the perspective from the little girl and everything's like muted. And I was like, Oh, okay. Heck? And then I realized, I was like, oh, I bet she's deaf. Yeah. And well, then, yeah. yeah. Well, because, I mean, in the movie Congo, they talk to the monkey, um, Amy, through, like, s- sign language. And then they give... Not a monkey. The what? Isn't that a gorilla? Not a monkey. Whatever. You know what I mean? Do the same thing, <laughs> just bigger. Um, but then uh, they give uh, Amy, like, this glove that she could sign as well. And it actually speaks out what yeah. they're saying, which is funny because yeah. if you know what they're saying, the sign language, you, would you don't know anyways. You don't need to hear it because you know. But yeah. Amy, hungry. And so I kept making the joke like Kong, hungry for Godzilla. <laughs> um, but so they need to get like this power source uh, to uh, this company. You don't know what it's for at first. Yeah, at first you don't know what it's for. What's funny yeah. is I think on the episode where we talked about, I said, I, I, I predicted, I said, I think they might be bringing in Mega Godzilla. I think. Because I saw, thought I saw a clip of something in there. So you don't know what the power source is for, but the power source can only be found in Hollow Earth. So, yeah. they, so they needed Kong to go there. And I got a question. Okay. That axe, one of like a Godzilla scale, like from the back. Okay. You know what's funny? I mentioned that to my wife. I said, I think that looks like one of the little fins on Godzilla. She goes, she goes, no, I'm all, no, it's glowing just like it. Yeah. And it it's, looks just like one. And it glows exactly like it and it's shaped just like it. And, um, and, and, and there's some sort of tie in with that axe and Godzilla. Yeah. Because Godzilla senses it because Godzilla goes out or, uh, Congo gets down to hollow earth. He finds the ax. And at first Godzilla I'm saying, and like straight up digs to China. Yeah. Well, well was, that's, that's even the crazy. Well, well, at first, like when they're on the ocean on the boat, I'm sitting there thinking, well, dude, there's no way Kong's going to win this fight because he's in Godzilla's realm. Yeah. Like he's, he, he just drown him. And it's ultimately what almost happened. And then, um, when they're in Hong Kong, which I thought was 
beautifully shot. The colors, everything was just, I had, dude, I had the volume cranked on that. And then yeah, you, you, and the cool thing, it was in 4K. Oh, dude, it looked beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And then Godzilla, he, he does this thing where his, his tail will light up all his head with like blue, 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 blue. It'll just be blue. And he'll launch that little blue fireball thing. And he like, you're, he's like, clear oh. energy. Yeah. You think he's going to launch it in the sky and he launches it straight down in the ground. Yeah. And then the people at apex were like, Oh, they must, they, they, they got the hollow earth. I'm like, how do they know? I'm like, because the ax, he can yeah. sense something in the ax because that's part of yeah. him. And, and then, uh, just the all dude, all the fight scenes, dude, they were great. Like, like the i like i like how they tied in the the three i don't know why they decided i guess because the three-headed monster i don't know if they covered this in king of the monsters or not but apparently those three heads communicate telepathically i don't think i don't know from what i gathered from 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 this movie and connecting it with king of monsters was when they walk into the room and then they go it's Ghidorah. And then they said Ghidorah's a three-headed monster. I'm like, okay, because I, I can't remember the names and which yeah. one it was. And so, the, but the, it was still... Isn't that Monster Zero, too? Yeah. So basically, it, it's it's running the neurons through the old skull of it. So it's basically, quote-unquote, still alive, but not. But they need to power it up using the thing from Hollow Earth. Yeah. Now... And I, I like what they did. I don't, I don't want to give away everything, but I like what they did with how the mecha godzilla ends up getting taken over yeah i thought that was a cool touch and the, the, like i said the all the fight scenes dude were crazy like there, there's one scene i think this scene's actually in the preview first of all when they do the close-ups on godzilla's face and he just looks dude he looks freaking pissed yeah <laughs> and it, it's scary and there's a one scene in the very very beginning when godzilla's like in the water walking towards the the, the thing and they're looking out. I told my wife, I'm all, dude, I'd be crapping my pants right now, dude. Like, no way. No way. And, like, when, when, when Kong and Godzilla, like, Godzilla, like, screams at, like, Kong's face. And Kong screams right back. I'm like, dude, like, my house was rumbling. You're not saying, I'm like, dude, this <laughs> is incredible right now. I was also laughing the fact that one of the main characters in that movie runs a podcast. <laughs> I know. I like that. Too. I was laughing. I was like, that's good stuff right there. Um, cause, cause I'm like, I feel you, bro. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, we, just, we, we need to start a Titans podcast. That's we should cool. dude. Yeah. Um, dude, overall great acting by everyone in it. Uh, some of the reviews were like, they could have left the human element out a little bit and just focus on the monsters. I'm like, dude, I felt like it was a great mixture. Cause you no, need that was like, perfect. It you gave needed, enough background. Yeah. Yeah. You, need, you needed all that to to realize Makes why sense. this is happening. Um, it's good stuff, though, man. I and highly I, recommend I it. I feel like there's going to be more movies now where Godzilla and Kong team up. Exactly. And they, they're like Earth protectors, you know. And, and I, uh, I posted on Facebook last night. I said, you know what? The... <laughs> We didn't really have any good movies. I think the only good movie that I watched last year that came out in theater was right before everything shut down was Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. And I've been craving for a good movie, dude. Like a movie where I'm like, dude, like a blockbuster like this, where I'm just like, that is what I needed in my life. And after watching it last night, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm good for a while now. And then 
and then you said before you're good till April 28th. Yeah, till 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 uh, that's Mortal when Kombat. Mortal Kombat comes out. Yeah, yeah, and we'll be doing a show on that. Yeah, uh, I highly recommend it. If you if you don't have HBO Max, go see it in theater. Um, I would I if we had a really I was telling my wife I don't know if I I might have, might have just thought it I don't know. It'd be um, cool to see an IMAX. That's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, like, man, I would love to see this in IMAX. Like, do just the sound, the yeah. the, the way that the 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 music is uh, the Junkie XL's music has a it's like Hans Zimmer a little bit, so it's like orchestra with a little bit of like electronic feel. Yeah, and it it builds up, and then just the sound that they did with with Godzilla and launching his like blue fireball thing, dude. It was just I loved it, like absolutely loved it. Um, I texted you, uh, I think as I, I think I just finished it or I was, or I was, I was going, I was, <laughs> I was on a potty break and I, I said, uh, Oh yeah. I'm like halfway done with the movie. I said, dude, I'm not even gonna tell you about it. And, and you're all, I'm on my way home to watch it right now. I'm like, dude, I'm, I, I'm so happy you're watching it. Um, did and you also, watch justice league? Okay. No, I have not watched it yet, but I was like last night after Godzilla, I was like, you know what, what is this four, three? thing wilson was talking about i want to see what this is about so i click on it i'm like okay okay so it my my tv basically um if you watch a movie in widescreen whatever it's a square you you're the top and bottom of your screen are shut off but on this one the sides are shut off yeah and so it's a square yeah and i'm like wow and and mind you i just got done watching the new godzilla movie so i'm like wow i feel like i could see a whole lot more going up and down and i'm like that's kind of cool um, I watched the first like 10 minutes of it. So basically they're recapping everything. It's weird though, because that movie I'm pretty sure is in 4k as well. So it's like old school, like watching a, a tube TV, mm-hmm. but then it's super high def. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to watch it the whole thing uh, before it leaves. I just didn't have time to watch it last night because Godzilla is one of those movies. I was like, you can tell when I when I'm really digging the movie when I actually watch it in one sitting, because that's very rare. Um, I gotta watch it in multiple parts. So Justice League might be right up my alley watching it in each section that it has. I but, like Justice League. I don't know what the other one was like, but it, oh, the 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 Joss Whedon one that came out. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> this one this one was good. It, it, it I mean, you watched the whole thing. Oh yeah. Okay, I got I got to watch it. Um, I'll probably make that my homework this weekend. But but yeah, man, like this like we we talked about this whole HBO Max thing. I think it's good, man. I think uh, you know I'll pay a few extra bucks to have this availability to have movies come directly to my house because I was able to go to the bathroom, pause it, uh, cook dinner, get myself some dessert or whatever, walk back out, or if we didn't understand something, rewind it. The new movies are only on there for about a month and they're gone. So it's not like yeah. they're on there forever. Um, and I, I think it, I think it's worth it, man. It, it, it was really, really good, especially that movie. Um, the only thing I, I bums me out about it is I'm a very big uh, fan of physical media. Like I love collecting, um, actual tangible oh, yeah, movies. Yeah. So if I see this movie, it, it makes me want to like not buy it. Cause I'm like, I've already seen it. But then again, yeah. um, that's why I, I love getting things that like when I go to like, not so much thrift stop thrift stores or whatever, but like, you know, um, used bookstores that sell old stuff. And it's like really cheap. Oh my gosh, they have this movie. It's, it's, it's only $4. I'll buy it. You know, that's when I would probably pick it up, but it's, if you haven't seen it yet, see, I'm not gonna tell you how it ends. Um, 
Wilson and I put a bet on who we think would win Kong or Godzilla. Um, let's just say they, they both put up a good fight. I think I lost the bet. No, no. Or we both did. We both said Godzilla. No. Yeah. No. Did we? Yeah. Oh, I thought I said the other one. You said Kong? I think so. No, because Godzilla has the fire breath. That's what we're talking oh, about. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, but, but all I can say is... Um, you know what? I ended up liking Kong more, though. Dude, you know what's, dude that's, why, that's why you're my man, dude. Air Knuckles. Air Knuckles. Yeah. Um, I was watching... At first, I was like, so waiting for Godzilla. I was like, oh, dude, I can't wait for Godzilla. But dude, the Kong, I'm like, dude, like he is like... There were some like throwbacks to like the original where he's like hanging on the side of the building. And he's just yeah. like... Dude, and he's like in full on like predatory mode. Like he's sitting there like waiting. And then Godzilla like got knocked out and he like stands up, he's looking around, and you see King Kong in the background. And he just like grabs like a oh, helicopter yeah. over and he just jumps and it like slams him. Dude, it's like a full on WWE match in the middle of Hong Kong, dude. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like they did a good job of making him very I don't know, human like and relatable. And then the just the uh what do you call it like what how they made him look yeah like with the hd and everything like that was incredible Mm -hmm. like you could see like individual hairs moving on him yeah especially i mean godzilla was cool too but but kong kong looked like a real gorilla you know right especially when he gets on the water you see yeah. the water kind of dripping off of them? Yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, that's some good stuff right there. And um, this isn't a spoiler, but it is one of my favorite scenes. Um, Kong does drink the blood from his victims at least a couple of times from oh, their skull. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it is gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I do like a slow clap. I'm like, yes. Yes, my wife <laughs> just kind of gave me this weird look. I'm like, I love this so much yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, and that's why I said, dude, I'm due, I was due for a really good action movie, uh, just destruction, fire, things blowing up. I was due for that. Yeah. Um, definitely due. And it kind of made it a little bit feel normal again. Like, you know, like for, for a good like hour and a half to two hours, however long the movie was, uh, I wasn't thinking about like going to work the next day. Um, gonna wear my mask go the pandemic Biden I was like concentrated completely on the movie and dude it was it was a good escape from I guess you would say reality so highly recommend and if you guys have seen it I would love to hear what you thought yeah because I know a lot I know a lot of like um, and if this offends you whatever uh, a lot of uh, movie snobs out there like well they didn't really capture the the essence of Godzilla I'm like, dude, it's a movie and it was that director's vision and he went with it. Like, look at Zack Snyder. That was his vision. As you, and then from what I've heard, you can see two different movies. So if you don't like it, make your own movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's really, really good. And I, I really hope though that this movie, because um, I don't know how this is going to work out with HBO Max. Because um, I noticed I was looking up last night like on budgets and you, you usually you can see how good a movie did when you see what the budget is and what it made at the box office and gross and opening weekends they're oh man they the this movie cost them five million to make and they made 200 million in one weekend they've got their money back by a lot yeah um i don't know how that's going to work with hbo max like if hbo max gives them a certain cut um if they could tell how many times it was played 
uh, they get a certain amount of that. I don't know, but I hope that 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 is the one thing that doesn't discourage filmmakers from making a movie like this is by this sort of streaming services now is yeah. that they're not sort of, because I know like Spotify, uh, while it helped promote music artists, um, the artists themselves, the artists themselves don't make anything for it. Like, yeah. like when it's we like two cents or something like that, if that it's like two cents per every thousand play, it's yeah. like, it's nothing like, uh, if like when we made our CDs, my old bands and we made like 500 copies of them and we would sell them. So we would, we would front the money and then we would sell them to make our money back. And then obviously have a little bit of profit from it. Um, we got 100% of those because we were doing the distribution. We were selling them at our shows. Now, if you went and bought that same CD on Amazon or at Best Buy, we got zero. So that's why I said, man, when you go to a concert, buy their merch, buy their CDs there because you're supporting that artist there, continuing that tour. Um, it was one of the best things ever was when you and I went to like Winter Jam and um, the, um, what was the other one called? Um, Rock and Worship Roadshow. Yeah. Uh, it costs that concert cost us ten dollars each to go to. Yeah, they weren't making any money off that. They were making zero. I mean, so, actually, actually, they might have. Well, what that allowed you and I to do, it was sold out. Right, but what that allowed you and I to do was pay ten dollars each for a ticket, right? And then go buy merch. Then use the rest of the money and go buy the merch for the bands. So I would buy some Disciple CDs. I bought Family Force Five stuff. Um, we would support those bands there. That's how we would do that, and. I love that. It's not like, cause if I spend $200 to go to a movie or to, not to, yeah, take two, <laughs> not to move. Um, but it'd be a good movie. Um, $200 to go to a concert. I'm probably not going to buy any merch No. And half the time, I mean, I mean, $60 for a t-shirt is a lot of money. <laughs> so, but I, I just hope like this doesn't discourage uh, filmmakers from making good stuff like that. Cause uh, and I have a feeling that because uh, Adam Wingard, he, he, he did some, uh, like I said, he did some uh, movies that were not so great. And I'm hoping this one kind of puts him on the map of being like more of a serious director. Because you, if, if you saw this movie, you'd be like, oh, dude, this is clearly like a Christopher Nolan, um, you know, Spielberg. Spielberg-esque style movie. I mean, the quality and everything, there's no way. And then people are like, who's Adam Wingard? Like a lot of people haven't even heard of his name. I only heard his name because I listen to a lot of like movie uh, podcasts and stuff. So I'm I'm kind of familiar with his stuff. So, but are we done with this? <laughs> All right, later. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna say it now. Possibly next show, or the show after. I'm gonna take it over. Oh, are you gonna have the guys on? No. It's just gonna be a Wilson show. It is because I got something that, and it's a conspiracy theory or okay. sci-fi something or other. Okay. So we're going to, it, it's, it should take up the whole show. Okay. It's going to be a little different. Dude, I, I want that. Yeah. But whatever, whatever would just make me shut up. Cause I feel like I talk too much. That, that means I just don't push join on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I, I go to like edit the show. I'm like, or, or, or uh, go, I'm like, Wait, a new episode dropped. What? And I click oh, on myself, What's up, everybody? It's Wilson. I'm like, you record without me? It's like literally just you. All of a sudden, I hear virtual Tommy. Yes. 
<laughs> uh, just so you know, we got him. How did we not mention this yet? It's opening day. I have it on my notes, but I ran out. Um, Dodgers lost. Kershaw gave up uh, six runs in five minutes. Yes. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. Uh, I don't I think guess, the Giants play till tomorrow, though. No, they play tonight, I think. Uh, it Do starts they? at seven your time, I think. Playing the Mariners? Mariners. Oh, seven, ten. Seven, ten. Yeah, uh, 10 o'clock my time, which is, <laughs> dude, that's kind of sucks for me because I mean, why am I going to start watching a baseball game at 10 o'clock at night? <laughs> why not? So, <laughs> why not? Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to try to follow it a little bit more this year because I was a little bitter last year. But um, so far, it's a good good start to the season as long as the Dodgers lost. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, but be ready for, I don't know if it'll be next episode. I'm going to try. But I got to do a lot of research for this. Do so. it, dude. Do it. And speaking of speaking of conspiracies, have you listened to the newest episode of Astonishing Legends yet? Which one was it? The one where they interview. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Interview uh, Rain Wilson. Okay, so you do. Okay, I was making sure you yeah. knew who he was. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I hope you know well, that's first, a joke. At first, I was like, this is all fake. Why are they doing this? And then I actually looked up uh, Eric, dark Terry. dark air. And, and I looked and I, yeah, and I looked and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a parody podcast." Yeah, what's what's this funny about great. it? What's funny about it is he was a host of a show uh, called Radio Rental, and he uh, is under the the name Terry Carnation, and and basically it, it's set up like you walk into a movie store, and he has all these tapes. He's a welcome in. What's up, everybody? Oh, you're in the mood for that one. Well, I have this one right here. And he like he was like, make sure you listen to it, make sure you rewind it. Here you go. And he and it's kind of like you're walking into like a movie rental store, but it's like audio and it's people telling their stories. I believe these stories are real, like creepy stories. And he comes back, it's kind of like the Crypt Keeper. He's like, he's like a Crypt Keeper. Oh, yeah. But it's he's talking in his normal voice. He's like, ooh, that one was scary in his Rain Wilson voice. And he, people were so funny, they're like, that Terry Carnation looks a lot like Rain Wilson. I'm like, you're an idiot. It he, is. He kept he kept coming up with different names for uh, Scotty and Scotch Scott. tape. <laughs> yeah, Scotch tape. He's Let me Scotch. tell you, Scotty, Scotch tape. He's all like, if I call you Scotty. Also, he's he's all. I have this one right here about a uh, uh, a, alien a, a, orgy. He's all. This is a family show. He goes, all right. We'll skip that one. <laughs> you should have told me that earlier, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I want to listen to it. Uh, Rain Wilson's hilarious. If you guys don't know who Rain Wilson is. Actually, it premiered today. Oh, correct? it did? Okay, I think so. Because I know that that episode. It was either the first or the 15th. I forget. I can't remember. I think um, it was the first. But Rain Wilson is Dwight Schrute on The Office. And he's just hilarious. And he's also the uh, PE coach on Cooties. Uh-huh. He has a it's he's he's like the dry sarcastic humor. If you could if you could roll with that, you'll you'll find him hilarious. So, yeah, I was, I was so I was so because I was listening to it today on my way home from work. I was like, because I had like a good hour and a half drive from my last stop back to my depot. Oh, I, I was listened like, to it that day. Okay, I was like I was like, man, I'm all. I hope Wilson. I hope Wilson's heard this. I wonder if he actually knows that that's Rain Wilson. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm all. Wilson's a smart guy. I'm sure he knows. So. But anyways, yeah, I'm looking forward to that episode, dude. Uh, let me know when, and I'll just mute my microphone and soak it all in. Okay. So, um, and I know that we still also have to do the uh, episode with your your fellas. 
your your brewery fellows as well. Oh yeah, that'll come soon. Yeah, hopefully. that'd be cool. Scott's a little busy right now. He's putting the hammer down and he's he's busy for the next few weeks. So it probably won't be for like a month or so. But Put, putting the hammer down. Smash, smash, smash. Like literally. Yeah. Okay, got a boy. Yeah, there's so, actually going to be some some cool stuff happening over there. So I can't wait to hear about it. People can't wait to hear about it. So anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we want to thank MSR Arms for putting this little shindig together and keeping us going. Um, make sure you go to msrarms.com and use offer code WTH5 for 5% off your entire purchase. And also check out Thin Line Brewing. Wilson said earlier that they have cups, but that they're already sold out. Those are pre-orders. But, you know, if you go on there, you, you could pre-order stuff, um, be in the loop, be on a mailing list, be on their Facebook that way you could be a recipient of one of those glasses and stuff. last call will be available. I think within the week. So oh, they're ready ma- for that they're, too. They're still, they're making it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they make it to go. So you could take yeah. some back for your, your next um, outdoor grilling session. Um, you can hear us on Spotify, Apple podcast, Podbean, Amazon, Google play, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere. Um, just make sure you, uh, you know, you like and subscribe and you know rate and review and do all that good stuff it really helps us out and it really takes no time and we don't get paid anything for it it's not like we get like you know like oh you get five dollars for every subscription whatever it just no, helps we us don't do that no we could we yeah we definitely could we could make money off this yeah but we do this for fun this is actually very therapeutic for we me. don't we don't want to bore you guys with ads and stuff in the middle. And- right. <laughs> I'm like, man, like, I listen to some podcasts. I'm like, oh, it's getting good. All of a sudden he goes, Blue Apron. What could Blue Apron do I hate for that you? little page turn. Yeah. Astonishing Legends. That- yeah. I'm like, no. It was just getting good. I don't want to know about, yeah. you know, all these different things. I don't want to know about like, you know, that little health app or whatever. Um, Great Courses Plus. I don't <laughs> Great courses plus, yes, exactly. Um, and we're on um, we're on the social medias for now: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Untapped. Uh, everything is on Untapped. That's U N T A P P D. That's where we put all of our beer reviews. Um, usually, it's up after this show. If it's not, it's because I and forgot to we're add. We're gonna it. <laughs> figure out how to post the episode there too. I think you posted it in we'll the it. description. I'll, I'll I'll try that tonight. I, well, once you send me the photo of the guava lava, I'll yeah. uh, try to update. I'll put like episode real WTH show episode sixty four or whatever. That way, people are like, "Oh, I want to know more about this." They can just find us and listen to the episode. That's a good idea. Yeah, maybe I can make that a thing where maybe maybe I could go back and start doing that. That's gonna be a little bit more of a work, but I might be able to do it. Um, you can contact us at nine one six two five nine three zero three zero. You could text that number as well. Let us know if you saw Kong and Godzilla and if you liked it or not. Or if you want to request some uh, different beers or topics you want us to talk about, you know, let us know. You can also do that at show at gmail.com. So it's been a pretty good episode, pretty good week. It's April Fool's Day. It's April. It's opening day. It is officially eight days before my 40th birthday. I'm feeling good, my friend. Yeah, me too. Feeling good. And we're almost to our two-year mark. We're actually almost to like, it's either four or 5,000 downloads. Good stuff. Good stuff. In many, many countries. 
So yes, actually in every continent except for Antarctica. Yeah. Yet I have hopes because yeah. apparently Kong went there to go to, you know, yeah. hollow earth, hollow earth. So Spoiler. how do you like that segue? Huh? So anyways, man, that's all I got for today. Um, so laters in the men, Jay, I will talk to you then or I'll talk to you another day. Jobin. Stop it. Way too quick. Yeah, I can't, even, I can't even make fun of you. <laughs>